My name is Don Barrett, and I was the editor-publisher of LARadio.com, which was a website dedicated to the entertainers, personalities uh, who worked in Los Angeles radio for the past uh, 70 years. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Rush Limbaugh died at age 70 after a battle with lung cancer. His legacy in commercial radio and the broader media will alter the industry forever. Let's start off with where did he come from? How was he able to go from being a host on one radio station, eventually landing on hundreds of radio stations with his nationally syndicated Rush Limbaugh show? Well, so often it happens with people who are in the entertainment world. You set out in one direction and all of a sudden opportunities begin to surface and you begin to take uh, tributaries down your river and they lead you in different ways. He was a rock and roll disc jockey and uh, he was born in uh, Missouri, small town, and uh, pursued that and then got out of radio and became an executive with the Kansas City Royal baseball team. And from there, he decided to go back into radio in the 80s and ended up in Sacramento, KFBK, which is a leading all news station. And uh, he began to develop an on-air persona uh, on that talk station. So it was kind of a windy road that got him from being a rock and roll disc jockey to being the, the icon that he has become. Yes, definitely. And Congress enacted legislation in 1996 that led to consolidation in the media industry, where radio stations in cities big and small across the USA went from being locally and independently owned to being owned by just a few large radio operators. How did this change the industry? And would you say this legislation the Telecom Act of 1996 had a big upside for Limbaugh and other conservative hosts? Well, the, the first answer to the first part of the question is that the Act of 1996, in many, many people's minds, completely ruined the radio industry. The Telecommunication Act uh, opened up a floodgate. So from the mom and pop owned outlets, and radio was always at best when it was local. Radio was kind of that, that thing that connected the community with the rest of the community. It was long before Facebook and social media. And so you had these uh, little mom and pops. And at one stage, you could only own seven AM stations and seven FM stations. And that was it nationally. That's all you could do. And then when the Communication Act decided that it would be good for radio for one owner to own more than that, it just uh, has ended up in a very, very difficult situation today where uh, you can have somebody from uh, Los Angeles be broadcasting in a half a dozen markets thinking they're live. And then on top of that, you have syndication and you have national. So it was good from a, a standpoint of, of opening up a lot more opportunities for management in, in ownership, but it certainly uh, got rid of the, the local localization, which you know, for many of us believe that it was really the, the downfall uh, for radio. 
but it allowed Rush uh, to you know, begin that process in Sacramento. And I think he started with only a handful of stations and it kept growing and growing. And uh, they had a different way to syndicate. They didn't charge people, you know, to take on this uh, three hour program. So if you think about it, if you're an owner sitting in a very small market and you have an opportunity to somebody on a national basis and it doesn't cost you anything, you don't have to pay a local person to sit there and broadcast sounds like a pretty good deal. And in contrast, what happens is that the station has to give up, uh, I think in the case of Russia, it was probably about four minutes an hour of uh, national time. And that's how Rush and uh, his syndicator uh, made money uh, through the process. Yeah, and for those who don't know, what did Rush talk about on his show? Well, in the beginning, he talked about everything. Uh, it was a very broad-based, and that's kind of what radio was like back in those days. Certainly talk radio was not uh, politically oriented like it is today. It has got so fine-tuned that now you have stations that only have uh, right-wing commentators uh, or left-wing or a combination. During the day, it's one way, and at nighttime, it's another. So what happens is that uh, in the beginning as people were feeling their way. I mean, talk radio uh, has just changed enormously over the decades. And before you had uh, a fairness doctrine, which propelled and, and uh, forced the radio stations, if you said something that was on the right or uh, conservative, you also had to have a guest that also presented the liberal viewpoint. And a lot of people felt that stifled the conversation. Other people thought, well, this is how you, you keep it balanced and you don't force anything uh, down the listener's uh, you know, opportunity to, to make decisions. So I think what happens is that the, a lot of things changed uh, with that, not only the 1996 act, uh, but the mood was changing. The fairness doctrine changed. And so what you had is an opportunity kind of like the Wild West. And so talk radio kind of evolved in as uh, Rush began to feed his, his expertise, he became very uh, radical. You would think I'm a shock jocks today, but he was a shock jock for talk radio and uh, inflamed a, a lot of people. And the more he inflamed, it seemed the more he did. And uh, the audience seemed to love it. And uh, when you grow from a handful of stations to over 600 uh, in, in the course of uh, a short period of time, obvious audiences loved it. Yeah, and where do you think his legacy will leave the biggest mark in the industry? I think the, the biggest mark is that he saved AM radio. Uh, AM radio was uh, pretty much dead in the water back in the in the 90s and uh, people were giving up everything had moved to fm because of the quality the clarity of the signal um, cars were now becoming standard equipment you didn't have to pay extra to get fm in your car radio uh, back in back in the 90s and so nobody was listening to am the only thing that was on am radio at that time uh, basically, we're talking in sports. 
And uh, if you were big enough, you had a news station uh, in the midst of it all. But as it was going away, nobody knew what to do. And then Rush came along and all of a sudden, hundreds of stations were taking on Rush, not only for his three hour show, but they would build a whole platform of, of talk show hosts around the success of, of Rush. His legacy will be saving AM radio, taking a complete change in the way radio was done, especially for AM. Uh, what it's going to be in the future, uh, I, I really don't know. Yeah, it all depends what the young people like. Do, will they take podcasting? If they like podcasting, they may not have time for radio anymore. Radio will have the challenge of putting compelling content on the air. And that's what gets us eventually in the end. Is it something we want to listen to? Are they presenting compelling radio in the sense that, boy, I have to tune in at three o'clock, you know, every afternoon to hear so-and-so. Uh, that'll be the challenge for radio. Yeah. And then speaking directly about Rush, what were some of his greatest pitfalls and achievements? I don't know. It, it's a it's a judgment call. Uh, you certainly, you know, to talk about pitfalls, the man survived not only incredible physical problems, uh, but he also, you know, survived just a financial tsunami when he would say something that was controversial, went over the fence, went over the line. Uh, advertisers would boycott him. Syndicators never gave up on him, but uh, made it very difficult. And could it have been financially more rewarding if he hadn't done all of that? You would think that maybe that would be the case, but he went over the line in, in a number of instances that, that caused him uh, uh, a lot of turmoil. And is there anything else you would like to add to the conversation? I think as people look for a future in radio, how, are you, how is the new person coming along going to do it differently? How are they going to be able to get the attention of somebody's ears? And, and I say that not on a figurative basis, but basis on you know, what, it, it, what makes compelling radio? How does a young broadcaster today who's just starting out in Sacramento uh, Move the move the bar to to create something that is really terrific. I think it's wide open. I think a lot will depend upon the talent. Will they go into television instead of radio? Will they go into podcasting instead? Yeah, it's an ever-changing climate <laughs> here in the media. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me, and I really enjoyed all of your insights. But it's great opportunities at the same time, Alex, and I think that's what's exciting. 